Up there in the sky, it's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One blonde cyborg. One cape baldy. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Darman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Hansel Boys Comics Hour. We for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 264. Neat. A little sing-songy. I mean, that's you. You got a sing-songy cadence sometimes. Uh, Eric and I are here. Again, to talk about the most important thing on Earth right now, comic books. Well, you know. Nothing else is as important as what we are discussing today. Don't, don't, don't dare say that people deserve a distraction right now. In these these challenging times. (sighs) In these unprecedented times. Yeah. This is, it's, it's, it's not unprecedented and that's why it's dumb. These. these are solvable problems and we're 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 hitting the pellet over and over again and getting electrocuted <laughs> eric and smart. i eric and i will be talking about one punch man volumes one through five later on in it's Book much Club. better than any other conversation we would have right now one punch man what's you know what his power is he hits people with normal punches i guess that's yeah it is yeah <laughs> to be fair that is his power he said he has he has no powers he just hits people with normal punches. Normal punches. Um, uh, before that, though, we got other things to talk about. First up, we have comic books from the past couple weeks to talk about. It's time for our first segment. It's time for Floppy's for Nightly. Floppy's for Nightly is the part of the show. Aaron, Eric and I review a selection of these pa- of the past couple weeks' books. Tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, there's a much meaner goes from one to five. Hey, Eric, actual, like, we got, like, big publisher mm-hmm. publishing comic books this week. Good, I'm tired of being nice. <laughs> Our first book is Avengers, number 33. Uh, uh, written by Jason Aaron, art by Javier Garon. Colors, Jason Keith. Letters, Corey Pettit. The age of Khonshu begins. It's good. It's, it's a good announcer voice. You're welcome. So, Moon Knight is, like, very powerful now stealing everybody's shit it's a big it's a moon it's the moon is big so he is super super powerful more than normal which is always his actual powers are sometimes debatable as well depending on which run of my moon knight you're reading and if he's actually a superhero at all but of course this is the avengers we're not gonna avengers doesn't really delve into metaphysics and like questions about uh uh, if Kanchu is a real deity or not in this this in Avengers Kanchu is absolutely real and he is absolutely giving uh Mark Spector power enough to defeat Iron Fist, Doctor Strange, Thor. Uh <laughs> do you here my first question for about for, for you Eric is do you buy this? I don't care it's stupid and awesome and I Okay. I don't care. Okay. You can you can you can get some dumb shit over on me 
right now, and I will applaud. Yeah, it's, I don't know, there was a moment for me when, (laughs) I still like it, I'm not gonna, don't get me wrong, I still like this book, but it is when, (laughs) when Moon Knight, your hammer is made of moon rock yeah when he he's like basically he should just look at the camera he should just look at us and be like yes moon rock we are the walking dead <laughs> yeah exactly and then suddenly thor is like there's like a bunch of moons got you like moon knight can literally control moons are they it's moon prism power i guess that's true that's that's a sailor moon reference you wouldn't know that i wouldn't know that i mean you're not a dainty lady like i am i am not a, i am not anything like you i am watched a lot of sailor moon when i was young i realized that <laughs> believe me it's i really figured bad. it out i figured it out i yeah it's really really my, bad my sherlock holmes investigative skills i mean i, mean, I, I guess re- really ultimately i did not watch that much sailor moon but relative to how much other other 16 year old boys were watching i was watching a lot is black panther dead now I don't know. Because he says you're going to have to take the blood out from my body to take my powers. I'm sure there will be some ridiculous reveal later where he's like a fucking mummified blood bag. (laughs) Okay. I'm just curious. (laughs) Yeah. They don't show us. They don't show us that fight scene. Um, Yeah, I I think this, this is a lot of fun. It's very dumb. It is. I don't know. I kind of am a sucker for this trope of you know a on, on the, the one of the edgy heroes suddenly turns villain and suddenly grows ex- extraordinarily more powerful than they were before i think you mean a heel turn he's not a, he was it's not a heel turn because he's a tweener already a, a, a tweener can turn healer <laughs> it happens i don't i it's not the true true heel turn to me is face to heel tweener to heel doesn't mean much to me like you're already there <laughs> Meant a lot when MJF did it. That's but that's because Cody was see, there. See, see, shut up. No, you got to do it. And one, he was already heel. He was not. <laughs> he didn't turn heel. It was more of a, it was that it was the reveal. It was that moment. We're gonna talk listen about wrestling. This, we're gonna talk about re- this pitiful man. We're talking about I'm just re- right. We're talking about wrestling later, Eric. You gotta calm down. Um. Calm I gotta calm down. You were about to launch into need, how it doesn't Eric, count. Calm down, tweener. Calm down, Eric. <laughs> I think this is a Double fun buy. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a buy as well. Uh, he, he, Moon Knight punches Doctor Strange in the forehead and leaves uh, <laughs> the fist of Conchu. <laughs> Everything's the fist. Just he just says the fist of Conchu. That's just, just, Moon Knight and One Punch Man good bros <laughs> you know consecutive normal punches consecutive normal punches yeah mm-hmm. yeah the book looks really good um it, it it's funny it's dumb and stupid but that's kind of i mean that's a good thing right now i'm all for dumb and stupid right now uh double by avengers 33 um wonder i wonder how 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 well these books are gonna sell i don't know I'm curious they don't have a lot to compete with so that's, whatever. Ex- that's what i mean that's why i'm at, that's why i say that next up is venom number 25 written by donny cates pencils mark bagley inks andy owens colors frank martin letters clayton cows with two page montage sequence art by ryan stegman jp meyer and frank martin checking in on old eddie old mm-hmm. edward and his old good pal venom his old chum 
a lot of stuff has happened in the intervening episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and they recount every stitch of it, apparently. Yeah, it is. This is very much a. This is partially why we read this is because mm-hmm. it's kind of a serves as sort of a recap as well as a launching off point for the future of Venom. What do you think? Are you are you interested for the future? Do you ready for this the the whatever god awful Venom War that's coming to? I, I I mean, far be it from me to not enjoy a Donny Cates comic, but I did not really enjoy my time with this book. Okay. I, 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 I don't know. It's just because it was so transparently recapped and like, I don't know, a good third of this book was Bear Dad Venom staring straight at me like like mean mugging uh, like the bathroom mirror. <sighs> I feel like that's not like it works in a movie, but it's absolute shit in a comic. I just don't, I really, it just really bothered me. I didn't like it. It's a, it's a weak device. Give me six panels of a guy moving his head a little bit. Yeah. It's not like, I get it. It, it, But yeah, like you say, I think it works really well from in a movie because it happens Mm -hmm. in the span of, the, the in you know a, a movie it takes a minute to communicate this much dialogue a minute or two i think yes it, it and 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 then beyond that you have the intensity of an actor's like portrayal to carry that scene mm-hmm. you know you have something to fall back on if you had like alex ross doing a real dramatic and I, I'm not one to just invoke Alex Ross. He's not exactly my favorite comic artist. But a scene like that, you need something with some gravitas behind it to carry all those panels. And not just like the same two faces heated up over and over again. Like I think it's a lot to ask any comic artist to do and make not shitty I don't blame the artist for it. I think that it's a really poor oversight for this book. I mean, go give give us more pages of the overlay, you know? Give us more pages of the narration over stuff happening. You want to change it up and then give us the beiges beige to compare? It's dumb. Why? Yeah, and I think, like, it's a really strange, I don't know, contrast with those pages, and then you have these dynamic pages with, like, Venom, T-Rex fighting Eddie as carnage, and, like, crazy action, and him trying to, you know, him being trapped in his mind with his son in a a carnage mind prison, and all that, and you're like, and that, that is kind of dynamic and interesting and then you cut back to these panels where it's oh eddie brock talking to the camera and i think that 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 is the bigger ask for me the thing that bothered me more than just you know pages that are just a dude's face which i agree with you i think there are better ways to give us that information like you said even if it's just narrative narrative overlay narrative Mm -hmm. narrative narrative boxes over things happening on a page action of some sort i think that i mean it's it's more interesting for a comic artist to draw yes and it's more interesting for a comic reader to fucking look at i think it's it the the bigger ask for me is 
you have these really this heartfelt plea from Eddie, like, oh, it's been a rough time and I, this is happening and this is dark and this is serious and stuff like that. And then you all, but then you cut back to like, oh, yeah, I was trapped in an island as carnage and then uh, a T-Rex venom controlled by my son. We're fighting like it's it's just a ridiculous over the top set piece, which I'm totally down for. I think that's really cool. But then when you interpose, inter, like intercut it with these very, uh, oh yeah, I'm very sad and very. It's been a rough time mm-hmm. lately. I'm like, I I don't like you have you to make it make it a rough time. Like I can't. You got to make the action less less absurd. And like I think there is a there is a limit to how absurd you can make. You can you can establish that tone of oh yeah we're having an action piece and like oh yeah well it's his son controlling Venom technically so of course he's gonna make a dinosaur because he's a kid and like I get it but it's still creating dissonance for me it's still creating a situation where I go okay there's a dinosaur fighting carnage on a, on like some jungle island and then you also have this very serious very dramatic oh no his son is at risk from cletus cassidy or the weird psyche of cletus cassidy or whatever comic books comic books like that i can buy like that is not as much of a big ass for me it's more like set establishing having this absurd tone of like oh it's a dinosaur fighting uh, these weird symbiotes fighting on an island and then very serious and then even above that melodrama is this even more absurd melodrama of him just staring at the camera like it's a confessional on a reality show. Yeah. And, but he's actually talking to Captain America. And you're like, well, okay. Like, I like the re- I like the reveal of him going, oh, I need to talk to the Avengers about this. This is really serious. Something bad's going to happen. Like, that e- is... Every, that- everything, so much about this issue, even though it's, like, supersized or whatever, it screams filler issue. It screams, like we're delaying for something else big to happen and yeah i don't i don't care yeah i i don't mind i don't necessarily mind the recap because i haven't been reading regularly but i do i do mind that there is i do mind the the i because i think that there are issues i i i don't i don't necessarily am against an occasional issue that is a jumping on point of here's mm-hmm. where we here's where we're at kind of get people up to speed i don't mind that but when it is filled with a bunch of stuff that i don't care like i i don't like i am asking me to care a lot about eddie brock is hard to begin with like i i've never i've never cared about eddie brock the man and i know that donnie Cates has tried to do that over this run is make us care more about Eddie Brock and make it more emotional investment with his son and him having more a little bit more nuance and depth to that character. But I still just see big old dumb Eddie Brock, and I don't know if I'm ever going to get past that. And I don't. So when he's doing war with a symbiote army and fighting dinosaur venom whatever on an island like okay cool but then when you try and intersperse that with cap you just don't know it's been a hard time lately i lost my hand and my son is at risk now but my son has symbiote powers now and i'm like okay okay um i don't know i'm all for the dumb absurd action i'm less for the 
heavy, like, maudlin tone that takes up the rest of the story. I mean, I like I like Mark Bagley. Take the book. I think I, I just what, like what you said, Eric. I don't blame him for you know pa- six six panel pages of Eddie Brock beardy beardo Eddie Brock staring at the camera. I think it is it is what it is. You know, I I think it's I'm willing to accept maybe there were some extraordinary circumstances. Who knows? It is it is what it is. We can move the fuck on. Are you a buy? No, no, <laughs> I'm I'm a polite no, thank you. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, I think I would just wait for the next one, honestly. Uh, Double Do Not Buy, then I'm number 25. Next up, Rogue Planet, number one, written by Cullen Bunn, illustrated Andy McDonald, colored Nick Filardi, lettered by Crank. We do have some heavy hitter writers this week, don't we? Makes me happy. This is a, yep, this is a new Cullen Bunn Mm -hmm. joint. Um, Get yourself some space, dark space horror in here. It's aliens, alien plus Lovecraft. Yep. Plus, oh, well, I, 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 I like that. Plus, uh, there's some Cronenberg stuff going on in here. There's, you know, there's that bio horror things, body horror stuff. Uh, I assume that we'll get more of that as we go. But yeah, there's weird giant alien monsters that are 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 a planet or are using a planet. God knows what's going on. But I just I. Uh, I think it's just it's Lovecraft. I don't know. You don't understand it. It just is scary. Lovecraft. Although didn't. maybe they'll explain it. I think it's whatever. It's awesome. I don't care. Eldritch, Eldritch yes. creatures from beyond. Yes, it's creepy. Have you ever seen um, from beyond, Eric? Mm-mm. You should see from beyond. You'd dig that. It's very. Pretty. I haven't even heard of it. What is it? It's a movie it's from the eighties. It's a movie. It's it's a chrono. It's a it's it's a eldritch creatures from beyond the from beyond the, the from our beyond our universe and they are the, a bunch of people trying to figure out what's going on and bad it doesn't work out too great for them i'll say but yeah i'm a sucker for this kind of stuff uh small teams of people encountering something terrible and getting attacked and killed by something inhuman unrecognizable uh Fun space setting, fun science fiction settings. Uh, I don't know if this is like I don't know if this is just a mini series or if it's gonna if there is like a longer. I don't know how you could do a longer arc with this. I mean, I guess they could escape the planet and be, take it with them, then have to deal with that. That's always it's always a, a thing that could happen. They dragged the alien movie out for years. Yeah, they're. They shouldn't have, but they did. <laughs> no, yeah. I I feel more confident in that, this uh, in this story. That, yes. Yeah, that 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 Colin can can drag this out for years better than a lot of what? rando people in, in movie studios can do it. Yeah, I'm a buy. It's not. It doesn't. Have, it, I don't. This is not a complicated story, but I think it does what it knows what it is, and it, and it accomplishes it in one issue. It's it makes me want to read more. And confident with with that knowing what it is, and I respect it for it. I think it's fantastic. So, Eric, is are you are you a are you a buy, Eric? Yeah, when I when I say things are fantastic, it means that you keep them away from me. <laughs> yes, I'm a buy. You fucking ding dong. 
I just like to hear you say it. Oh, yeah. It's on the record. I don't want to speak for you. Okay. You know what happens when you assume things here? Mm-hmm. You, th- you lose your butt. It's true. That's what happens. That's a double by Rogue Planet number one. Next up is The Crossing number one. Written and drawn by Rafa Pinheiro. Colors Mariana Guzmao. This is a 20... This The art of this comic was made in 24 hours as part of the 24 hours comic challenge. I wonder if the colors were done in part of that 24 hours. I would imagine they were not. No, I, I imagine they were they were done later. But uh, this is an independent comic from Brazil, the, the, the credits page also says. I dig it. Like, it's nothing super special, but, like, it does, in a very non-convoluted way, starts telling a story. It's got a scope. It's got a beginning, middle, and end. It's, it just doesn't fuck around you know it's not telling a whole lot of a story and it is very scant on details and suggestive but this is still like for what it is good yeah it's a there's no no dialogue no text Mm -hmm. in the entire story it's all told through the art it's a very simple thing uh but the for being a 24-hour comic in particular i think that like I, I think that it is very well executed in mm-hmm. communicating its simple story, and it doesn't doesn't do too much. Uh, it knows, all right, we have an issue to tell a story. We're gonna have this little char- have this character. The art is is I think evocative enough to really kind of get you to kind of there's there's certain charm in this character. You know, you're you're kind of you find yourself rooting for him, even though there's no dialogue at all. Um, I like the setting, the desert setting with this the this weird pink power cells, whatever they are. It creates some, it, it's it's moody, it's fun. I I agree with you. I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high marks on this one. I think it's only two dollars. I think it's a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, throw a the very talented uh, indie creator some some love. It's wonderful. Yeah, double double he's, buy. He's got a. A pet eel dragon thing. He does. Uh, that's a double buy. Crossing number one. Next up is Valhalla Awaits number one. What are you laughing at me? Why are you laughing? Just the way you said that. Oh, okay. Created by Phil Buckingham. Story by Joshua Metzger and Phil Buckingham. Art by Phil Buckingham. Colors by Agnes Poza. Poza. Letters by Justin Birch. The birth of a warrior begins with death. What's that noise? Eric, you made a you made a I noise. I don't like this. Really? Okay. Why? Yeah, because it fucking starts with rape, and then all the characters die, and it's about them being dead. I mean, the about them being dead is fine, but starting the tone of your book being about rape doesn't do it for me. It's odd. Like, it's a weird shortcut that I'm tired of seeing in stories. Like, oh, these are bad guys. Okay, great. It was just, ever since I saw that, I it, it really it left a taste in my mouth. Like, I could enjoy this a little bit more, but, you know, you can only put so much dog shit in your cookies before it, you can't taste anything but dog shit. I think it is, you know, like, our main character... Is a Valkyrie, who but she, her transformation is incomplete. You know, it's like it's hazy about what she is. 
and you know what happens to this little girl at the mm-hmm. very beginning like we see a sacrifice and she gets these powers and then it's interrupted by these warrior guys and then she's adopted but it, like i i'm i'm not i i don't i don't i don't know it doesn't have i didn't have as nearly a visceral reaction against it as you did i just went oh, okay generic whatever killer you know guys it feels like it's no different than game of thrones like that's yeah no i'm not wild about that either yeah i mean but that, that's all it was to me it was just like okay they don't you know they don't show it on screen so i'm just like uh, um like if it, it feels very much like it's all getting to this point where she dies and in, in, dies while also killing her mentor and or whatever this warrior man eric eric blood axe um to get her into some sort of afterlife with this little kid. And it, I don't, I, I don't have it. Like, I can't pinpoint it. Like you can like my mm-hmm. hesitation. Like I can't figure out exactly what it feels just a little clunky to me. I think that's my hesitation. It just feels like, okay, we're getting, this is actually a story where I think you could, it'd be better of starting us in the afterlife. And mm-hmm. her re- remembering some of this stuff as she goes. I feel like that would be a lot better. Like, there's no... We're not establishing character for these characters. You know? Yeah. Everyone is thrown at you at once. And we're supposed to like the girl because they're going to rape her. And she turns into warrior woman. And we're supposed to dislike all the men because they're rapists. And... Do some writing in your writing. I mean, fucking come on. Like, like I just, just, it's, it's that same old trope of let's use adult matter to, to, to tell you that this is a serious story, that this is a bad story with bad people. Like there's, there's, it's so generic, you know, the guys, the guy's name let's call him viking blood axe i mean what the fuck it's so ridiculous like like i don't know we could put some effort into generic viking story you know there i'd like your point of view that if this started more in media's res and it shows in the afterlife yeah that's way more interesting and then you fill in the blanks of like i was you know, I was this war maiden and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You fill in, the, you fill it in later of like, oh, how'd she get here? Yeah. You go, yeah, oh, well, she, you, you can, and you can just cut to the scenes of, I was a child. There was a sacrifice. It gave me some power. Mm-hmm. I was adopted. And then I, reje- I, re- I rejected it. And then I ended up here. I think that's way more preferable than fast forwarding through bland bullshit. Yeah, like it's, it's just I I you skip the boring parts when you're writing. You skip the boring parts as much as you can. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And if some you have to write something that's boring, do your very very best to make it not boring. Uh, make it different. Make it there's you have a reason for including uh, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, try not to casually throw rape in there. No, I <laughs> you should not like. I, I feel like there's sometimes an argument like, well, they are, they're, you know, they're Viking conquerors and yeah. they would, they would do that. I'm like, well, you could just not show it or not have it yeah. on. You get to decide what we see, you know, mm-hmm. you don't need, you don't need to do it. 
uh, and especially when it's not really cogent to the story you're telling. Like it's this is not going to be a story about rape. So you can't you can't tell me that your story absolutely has to have graphic rape things in it. Little Richard wrote a song about butt sex, and he said "wop op a loop op a lop bam boom." And that that song's about butt fucking. Did you know that? I did know that, Eric. Yeah. Because I, I also read lots of dirty stories about Little Richard after his death. Uh, rest in Little peace. Richard was awesome. Little Richard was great. Um, yep. A plus. I, 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 would, I, I would say this is a book where I'm not, I like the art, honestly. Um, I think it's got some strong points and some, some stuff that doesn't sit well with me. But I would say that it is certainly more good than bad. And I would, I would also say that I kind of curious about like this character a valkyrie uh, who doesn't who's in this afterlife protecting a child like that's an interesting premise to me yeah that's compelling but i don't i would maybe read issue two of this and see if that is better now that they've got all this setup out of the way but this it is i think this is a lot of this is this feels like zero issue yeah and i don't i both of us are on the record we don't no, thank you. <laughs> zero issue. Well, zero I issue. Don't, I don't need a zero issue. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a do not buy. Yeah, no, thank you. Sorry, sorry, guys. How uh, I can keep waiting. <laughs> oh, God, uh, that's a double do not buy. Valhalla it's number one. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've been doing the past couple weeks, make recommendations for things we've seen and played and read and done. Uh, what's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. I am uh, migrating my studio to a bigger space in the same facility, which I'm excited about. That's some some nice big news. You, no one can still visit me, <laughs> but uh, get more space. You know, it, it's positive. I'm. Uh, I'm feeling some some momentum, some energy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna invest in myself and keep trying to do stuff. So this is this is an exciting uh, next chapter in in um, being a Florida art scene guy. The book of Eric. Mm-hmm. Chapter yep, one: the... Birth. Eric Zegan Knight was born mm-hmm. with with. <laughs> uh, uh, Don't I was, start nothing if you ain't got nothing. I was yeah, I were extended. <laughs> well, I got a video game to talk about, Eric. Please tell me about a video game. It's called Monster Train. Uh, it's not a great title, honestly. Uh, but I mean, there are it's fine. There there are worse titles, right? It's a it is a deck builder. It is a slay the spire like. I've, I've talked about Slay the Spire at one point uh, in, in this podcast history. I don't remember when, because that game was in early access for like two years. It's out now. Slay the Spire is. Uh, Monster Train just came out this week, I believe. It is it is very similar to Slay the Spire in a lot of ways where you are, uh, you know, you start, you're, you're, it's a, it's a roguelike deck builder where you're building a new deck of, of monsters and magic spells every single playthrough every run you're trying to you're on a train to hell you're you are in charge of you're you're trying to get to the center of hell and reignite the hell spark so that hell can keep on going you're fighting angels along the way or trying to stop you 
And as you go, you're recruiting new demons and new magic to fight angels that are attacking your train. Uh, it is, I think it does enough different from Slay the Spire to justify itself. I'm having, I've had a lot of fun with it. And, you know, it is about, it has a lot, a little bit more, some twists on that, on the tropes of that genre that I guess sort of have existed for a while now, but Slay the Spire kind of typified a very specific version of that. But it is, you know, you're, you have a train and angels appear and you got to summon monsters and put them in the right place. So they fight each other. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to explain all the systems and stuff, but it looks looks good for what it is uh the the they really have the card system working out pretty well you're trying to build synergies in your deck as you go um normally 25 dollars is full price on steam right now it's 20 dollars. i don't know if it'll still be 20 dollars by the time this podcast is released but it is it is 22.49 okay 22.49 it's it's worth it it's a it's a definitely a game you'll you will repeat runs over and over and over and over again as you learn more stuff you unlock more more things um if you like to slay the spire a lot then this game is 100 percent for you um i've also been playing noida a lot i checked in with noida probably months ago but i am still playing that game uh, it's a very good kind of chill while you watch YouTube <laughs> game. Uh, that that's it's a you're like a wizard and you fly around with a wand and it has real particle physics in it so that you know fire and water and acid and sludge and all the different things they behave like real liquids and will turn on catch on fire or burn burn through different materials of the levels and you're trying to get better spells as you go further further down. Uh, they've added a lot to that game, and I would still recommend Noida. It's a lot of fun. It's very, very, very hard. I played it for 50 hours. I still have not beaten it. They get very close multiple times, and then just something explodes, and I explode <laughs> right away. <laughs> and you're dead. Um, double or nothing happened, Eric. Wrestling did happen. Last weekend. Last Saturday. Or two Saturdays ago, I guess. Whatever, however you'd like to describe it. Uh, Double or Nothing was very, very, very good. It was, it was, I didn't think it would top, what was it, Revolution? That had the, that was the last one? Mm-hmm, with the Bucks and Yeah, the... I didn't think it would top Revolution. I think it topped Revolution. Uh, I think overall it was a better show. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any one match that's, that that's was... That's what those words mean. No, well, I'm, I'm, let me clarify, Mr. Talkie. I can decide what my words mean. You do not need to manipulate them. I'm saying and put I, words in my mouth. I, here, well, here's a question: Do you think any match on the show was better than the Bucks versus Hangman and Omega? No, doesn't necessarily need to be. I that's what I'm saying. I think that match was still a, the best match between those two shows. But I would say mm-hmm. that Double or Nothing was, I don't know, kind of less nuanced because it was just a bunch of good guys winning for the most part but it was i think i think we're we're in a we're in a we need we need captain america and and baby face is winning now i think that's fine i mean cody's status as a baby face is questionable he did say tom brady is his favorite nfl he did say that yeah yeah so i don't know about all that cody i want to check yourself this is this is his heel turn. This is it happening. I like Tom Brady. Look at my neck tattoo. Hashtag all lives matter. Look, he to be fair, Cody did specifically tweet Black Lives Matter yesterday, so 
Oh, like the, the guy that's married to a black woman yeah, finally figured it out, huh? No, I mean, I think he's always been fairly. They're, they're, most of those dudes are fairly. I I would imagine, I mean, given who his dad is, mm-hmm. who's like a huge portion of his fan base was black folks. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, the show was great. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. Stadium, mm-hmm. stadium stampede. Just the dumbest shit I've ever seen, and I loved every second of I did, it. I never wanted it to end. I just wanted it to continue it was, forever. It was, it was literally like the end of Blazing Saddles with less homophobia. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, I can't remember if the first stupid spot was was the locomotion um, uh, Northern Light suplex across the field. But that was some that was some Looney Tunes shit, and I loved it. That was like the two guys in Blazing Saddles beating up the old woman. It was just so dumb and so great. I just just tremendous. So just exactly what I needed. Yeah, it was a nice level. It's a lovely combination mm-hmm. of all those idiots putting their ideas together in a football mm-hmm. in an empty football stadium. Um, they've they've done a really good job of doing the uh, elite version of uh, uh, of uh, Matt Hardy. I watched all that broken Matt Hardy stuff, and I thought it was kind of bad. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, that's. And kind I think of... he's great. I think he's great on the show. He's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. There's there is. I I think the watching that broken stuff, the TNA broken stuff is harder now because it, wrestling has already changed in the two mm-hmm. years, three years, two, three years since that happened back then. AEW didn't exist. Didn't even, there was no, even a promise yeah. of AEW existing. And it was, there was like, it was desolate <laughs> wasteland mm-hmm. of like watching it, yeah. watching new Japan. And that was like it. And you're like, Oh, and then TNA, and TNA was terrible. And the only interesting thing about TNA at the time, Impact right now was way better than it it was then, but it was the, the broken stuff. And it, and if and it seems so, it was so different than anything that was going on in wrestling at all. So people yeah. were like, "Well, what is what is this?" Like it was every week, or you were curious. You're like, "What is? What are they doing? What is with this when lake? They're the they have a a, dro- a a drone that's a character. Like what is mm-hmm. happening?" I think when you're dying of thirst, you'll drink mud out of a camel's hoof print. All right, Mr. Poet. Doing a can. La di da. Use your fancy words like camel. <laughs> I didn't realize camels were that fancy. I thought they were made out of lumps and shit like most animals. But Double or Nothing was great. I it was a good time. I I I've been openly trying to get more people to give AAW a shot, and I was like, you need. I keep telling, them, go watch Stadium Stampede. It's so much fun. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's such a silly thing, and I and like there's the reaction to it is just I think certain people just can't have fun. <laughs> they're like they're not allowed. No, nope, yeah. no fun allowed. No, no. We're we are the fun police. Wrestling can't have fun in it. How dare it's, you? That's what's the guy's name who he is literally the no fun police. Oh, I have no idea. There's a, there's a um, oh, I can't think of it. 
He's a Riptide guy. He's a, a British. Oh no, I don't know. He's he's funny. He's like he's like no fun. It's great. It's exactly what you're describing. It is. It's, it's people that have to police. I don't know. That's what I like. This is it, it, the Stadium Stampede feels very like a Kenny Omega joint, and I love that. I love that he's like I want to do stupid DDT matches in the United States. Come on, do a moonsault off that goalpost. It's it's a totally a good idea. I mean, I'm not no arguments. I I think DDT is great, and I I think this is yeah. great. Hitting Sammy Guevara with a with a golf cart is amazing. To be I, fair, he he avoided he outran the golf cart. Unfortunately, yeah. he also so then got, he got one got winged, winged angel, angel off of a building. It was <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, God, wrestling is so dumb, and it's I. I I love it so much. It was it's one of my favorite matches of all time, for real. Yeah, and it's, I, it's I, great. It it had to have been pre-recorded though, right? Yeah, it was I the never night. It was the night, it was the night prior. They recorded it until yeah. about five a.m. Yeah, which that all seems fine. I feel like that's a much more immersive way to do a pre-recorded match. It's like the the boneyard match was the dumbest thing i've ever seen but in a really bad way and so many people loved it so whatever no comment about the boneyard match you didn't watch it yeah i did okay i went back i, and, you did. I went back and watched it and the uh bray wyatt i thought the bray wyatt thing was good i did too i thought the boneyard you, match you... was like kind of like a episode of desperado does uh, what's your opinion on it or renegade was it renegade that was the show I don't know. I have no idea what either of those things are. Renegade. It was Renegade. It was Renegade. Here, Eric. I, I, Renegade was a, a television show on USA that used to air mm-hmm. after Raw back in the nineties. Okay. It was. It was a very, very bad show. It was like. It was like. You know. Have you ever watched Walker Texas Ranger? No, but I know what it is. It's like half as good as Walker, Texas Ranger, is what Renegade that's, was. That's really bottom of the barrel there. It's, it was not very good. It had Lorenzo Lamas in it. He played Renegade, okay. I think. Um, I think that was Lorenzo Lamas. I, who knows? Who cares? Uh, that's how good the Boneyard match was. It was like Ren- it was like an episode of Renegade. Uh, it should have. You could do so much more with the Undertaker character, but instead he had to be mm-hmm. a bi- he had to be a biker. Um, I think you could even do biker Undertaker. And it could have been better than it was. It did. It did not suit me. But there were huge swaths of people that it uh, perfectly hit the mark. I mean, I think they enjoyed the Undertaker not being a broken, sad yes. wrestler for a moment. I think that's what and they enjoyed of it. That's the thing. Like, I don't have that low point of being disappointed. I mean, like I do, I, I, and I still didn't get much. It was. I mean, like, I don't hate it or anything. It was fine for what it was but when you could do things like the stadium stampede or do things like the bray wyatt firefly firefly funhouse mm-hmm. match which wasn't a match but whatever it was called that no. thing when you can do that and instead you just do like oh they still punch and kick and there's not really anything specially just they just it's like very bad action movie and you're like oh well mm-hmm. that's i don't watch wrestling for a bad action movie i want something either make it goofy and funny or make it really theatrical and silly and dramatic like it's like you're watching a stage play not an episode of so did, did you just read my mind why 
because that's I said all of those words before. No, I just probably just like went what Eric said it's was just, smart. It's so just correct. Say, okay, yeah, you're I right. Just, I it's the, the correct opinion to have about that quote unquote match. I mean, it's fine. Uh, um, anything else you want to talk about before we talk about One Punch Man? Mm, I'm okay. Okay, we can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I assign a longer collected work and discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it is a comic book. Today we are discussing One Punch Man, volumes one through five by one and Yusuke Murata. Yusuke Murata. Yeah, it's good enough. When the, um, written by one, art by Murata. Uh, I... Where's issue one? Hmm? I'm trying to open issue one. I can't find it. It's weird. I don't know. Oh, well. Um, one Punch Man is about a man who defeats incredibly powerful supervillains with normal punches. Mm-hmm. So I had never read the anime before. I was familiar with the art of Yusuke Murata. You mean of, the, the manga? Which I'm a, hmm? You mean the manga? Well, I'm trying to say multiple things, so I'm not too surprised if some words got crossed up there. I have watched the anime multiple times. Right. I've never read the manga before. Did I say I'd never read the anime? Yes. Well, thank you for thank you for derailing you, well, you'd my watched, line of thought. You had watched you had watched the Japanimation. And you never read yes, the, 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 the Jap animation. <laughs> and then you hadn't read the anime, though. Yeah, I had not read that anime. I mean, technically, you do read anime. I guess that's because, true. If you're get, I mean, if because, it's subbed and not dubbed. dubs dubs are for losers. <laughs> and people that can't look at a screen, which that I understand, <laughs> having... I, I can't bring myself to listen to dubs while I draw, because I still think they're really bad <laughs> and people go to cons to meet voice actors where they're like oh goku blicka, blicka. You sound <laughs> so bad you're not you don't sound like a oh god I, I don't know i'm 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 a very different breed of old school weeb my friends i I'm very particular. So you had watched the anime, you had not ever read the manga. I had never read this manga. I actually don't know about when the release was, because as it, they even, they go into that a little bit, that it was some kind of weird web comic that this guy was doing and was poorly, crudely drawn. And I don't know, it's interesting. He says that he approached the guy and said he wanted to illustrate it for him. Mm-hmm. Um... Yusuke Murata had contacts with some publishers, yeah. and he's like, "Let me draw this for you." Well, it looks great. Yeah. Um, the it looks a lot like the anime, and I assume that the anime came from the look of this. Uh, I mean, he was during this time apparently writing Mob Psycho, which, as an anime, kind of functions as a sequel to the first season of One Punch Man. Um, it has a lot of similar themes, the, the, the theme of like overwhelming power and trying to live um, a fulfilling life. Um, it's really interesting, and I absolutely adore One Punch Man, and I think that this is wonderful, too. 
I'm very, very happy. Yeah, it's it's an you know I think it is a it's a clever premise to begin with. It's very simple. Like, okay, what well, what if we take a we take Goku after he's done everything and he has all the power mm-hmm. in the world, and now what's left? He can beat anyone with a single punch. And we'll, yeah. So what's the challenge for him now? Like, we have to have conflict. What is the conflict for One Punch Man when anything he faces is one punch and it's done? And it's more just like him <laughs> wanting to go to the grocery store mm-hmm. on discount day or paying his rent or deciding if he should mentor this cyborg who he can't honestly give any good advice to. He's like, I just trained for three years. Push-ups. Make sure you <laughs> make sure you do push-ups. <laughs> Run for ten kilometers every day. Uh, and then after, and then what? Once you're do enough, your hair will fall out, and you can then you you you're good. All that hair holding you back. It is apparently. That's why I'm stronger than you, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. It's the only reason. <laughs> I'm curious. Thing, Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say um, the the thing that always stood out to me about the the One Punch Man anime, and it comes through in the manga, obviously, because this is they're almost exactly the same. There's there's more meat to this section, and there's more meat to this section. You know, one versus the other. It's it's interesting. They complement each other in, in in interesting ways. So. Arguably, One Punch Man is a deconstruction of um, shonen anime and manga. You know, deconstruction or parody. I mean, who knows? Um, but it's it's the world is this kind of weird place. It's a little bit like the Dragon Ball world, but with like a more Western superhero kind of flair to it. And everyone's very serious and dealing with these big threats but like, but like, Saitama is basically a plot device. Like nothing phases him, nothing can hurt him. Like he just write his, he he can just write his way out of everything, and everything that's interesting about the story sort of comes from that. And there's a tremendous amount of really awesome flavor from all the incidental characters, but it's just. I don't know. It's so interesting and compelling, certainly in this this original arc of the story, like, I don't know, seeing what he does and seeing what the other characters do to react to him and having it kind of take the piss out of these shonen tropes. I'm curious how you reacted to that, because, you know, you didn't spend the late 90s watching shown an anime on vhs tapes you bought from ebay i did not i did not do that i I told you i was a a very specific kind of weeb yes i i i mean i liked it i found it it, i i i I found it funny honestly it was uh, that's the 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 comedy in this is what i like the most Mm -hmm. um oh yeah it's it's tremendously good it it it's the you know what do you do when you're you know when you are a, when you're god basically yeah. when the nothing can can nothing can harm you and you're like he and i think i think my 
only complaint or not i don't know i i will say i enjoyed this i would absolutely recommend it like that's not it 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 looks great it's funny it's a good time to read it reads like it reads like a breeze because there's so much mm-hmm. of just like massive action sequences there's you, not you know it's really pleasant to read this and there's so much like i think this is a big part of why manga is so successful is it just is pleasant to read even if it's really unpleasant subject matter and it makes you uncomfortable it's just easy to get through when like you get a lot of content for not a lot of money and it's just easy to read and and and, (laughs) there's a reason that no one in america makes money on comics there is um i think my 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 only i guess critique and it's not really critique i think it's just more of like a thing i don't enjoy versus what other people probably do um i just want more one punch man i want less i want like less of the miscellaneous heroes that are just getting demolished by the um the like i i think it's funny i think it's hilarious when when uh genos is that how you say his name Genos, Genos is how they say it in the, the, the anime, okay, in well, the Japanimation, as Jap- you said earlier. Right. Genos, I think, whenever he gets beat up in a fight, I think it's hilarious. Because... Well, when he got his hair all uh, afroed out, that was a that was a whole thing. When he's... when Because he, he's trying so hard, and he wants to be... Like, he's like, I'm, I'm gonna... He is the... You know, he's... Well, he is legitimately, like, one of the strongest people in the world. Yeah, exactly. But they 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 all live in the world with a plot device. Exactly. That's the thing. If one person is no selling stuff, it doesn't work unless everyone else sells. Not everyone can't be the undertaker. I, but I mean, I love I like that. It's more when it, it, I think it was kind of it was getting worse as we were going along, and more of these we had like these fight scenes with uh, the sea guy ocean man i don't know what his name was <laughs> what was his what was the bad guy he's a villain you can't have us you can't like they're where all the th- those characters are where all the stakes come I, from i kind of don't want stakes you should read mob psycho uh, we will <laughs> we're going yeah. to <laughs> yeah uh, that's the thing like i feel like it's i i i think this is like it feels like a little bit of a half measure uh i i i mean i completely disagree with you because i just sort of think that one punch man is its own separate thing but most people agree that mob psycho 100 is kind of the more perfect version of this in that it has a lot of the same themes and ideas but tells that story better um it it, they're both delightful um but I, I, I do think you would. I think you'll enjoy. I I can't imagine why you wouldn't enjoy the incidental stuff because I think this world is just fun and weird. I think it's it just it is a little bit. I think it's a tonal thing at times where it's and it's not that I don't enjoy it. I guess kind of get mm-hmm. tired of it after a while. Like it's like when it, when the fifth like sea level hero shows up and immediately gets demolished. I'm like okay, like. Well, the, I, I get that it. stuff being in there like that's I don't know that's the that's the parody you I, know that's what I've I've watched decades of that shit 
And you're like, I'm sick of this after half of one book. I mean, it's more, I wanted to, I just kind of wanted to watch, can I just, can I just get Saitama just go into the grocery store? I just want that. Yeah, yeah just that want, absolutely happens. No, but I want, it literally, I, just, I don't want to see a fight. I just want to see him at yeah, the grocery no, store. That literally, yes, it happens. And he wears his costume and people laugh at him and he feels weird about it. Like I think, that, that, that literally does happen. I think that's the other, my other, it's not, I don't know if this is a critique, it's more of a question in this world where people are like very antagonistic towards him because mm-hmm. they don't think, they don't believe that he could do the things he does or they think he's like stealing credit from the other superheroes and all that stuff. That's kind of at the, the last, in the last couple of books you're reading. I think it's like four and five. It mostly, mm-hmm. after they join the Hero Association, which is that is that is such a like that was in my hero academia too that mm-hmm. like this we we have to rank the heroes and they're like they yeah. levels of them and well that's very japanese society like the you you take tests in like high school and l and and, and middle school and elementary school you want to in in elementary school, you want to get into the best middle school, and in middle school, you want to get into the best high school, and in high school, you want to get to the best college. And so these these children are just constantly being like graded, and they're put under tremendous pressure from such a young age. Because if you fuck up even a little bit, well, like, well, your 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 whole life is over. You know, you're you're not going to get into the the best middle school. We might as well fucking throw you in a dumpster. <laughs> So yeah, it's a huge theme in this stuff. <laughs> this is this is why you see S type on everything because they're fucking culturally obsessed with it. They're, they they they're just torturing each other with it. I I it's it's I think uh, where was I? I was just saying the fact that you know you have this immensely powerful guy, and I kind of want him to know sell more, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I I like I am immediately you know what reading this it reminds me so much of Orange Cassidy of yeah I get that not you know they're different obviously but that very much like kind of like d- well, just... Orange Cassidy kind of is on a different planet <laughs> compared to everyone else you know yes and that's what that's what Saitama is like like all these guys are like very serious. Like, like we have to defend from this dragon level threat, and Saitama's like, "Oh my god, I'm missing the 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 sale day at the supermarket." No, you know, like he just doesn't give a fuck. It's not what his life is, and everyone else is so serious about it, and they're telling him he's an idiot. Where you know he's just like, "No, I I can prove it that I'm not." You know, that's just wonderful. I think I'm impatient with some of the, uh, the, 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 those same tropes. I think I'm impatient and mm-hmm. I want them to just go like, yeah, obviously look at him. He's a, like, I, I can't, I, I don't know. I think that this story is, you know, it's much longer than just what we read. Um, I feel like this is a couple, this is worth a couple episodes of the anime it's pretty efficient at telling the story honestly but this is i don't know there's like 12 or 13 episodes in in the first season i have not watched the second season 
which is out, but people said it lost a lot of its um, most important production crew to Mob Psycho, right. which the first two episodes of it are fucking incredible. Um, I can I can thoroughly recommend the first season of One Punch Man and both seasons of Mob Psycho 100. They're all excellent. There's I think what what were you gonna say? Say so there's vo- there's 19 volumes of of One Punch Man the manga, mm-hmm. so it's I kind of want to read all of it now because they they no no one says that the manga got bad. They say the show um, got bad. They say the show got bad, and it's it it probably just is direct directional and um like animation direction, you know, because the 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 first season of One Punch Man is really very artfully done. It looks as good. I mean, it looks like this, but animated and animated really beautifully, not just like, you know, that thing where they move a, a, a cell up and down and they make a breathing noise. Um, it's not that thing. It's it's nicely animated. It's everything's really well designed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even more violent than these books, um, which honestly, I kind of love because it's ridiculous cartoon violence making fun of uh shonen anime tropes when did luther shirt come out i'm really curious about the first luther shirt book 2011 okay yeah it seems like it was had to have been about that long ago uh yeah this this originally the, the web comic started in 2009 oh um, wow i'm not yeah I, I think i'm also not super familiar with some of the the tropes the things that it's parodying the, the things that it's deconstructing i'm not super mm familiar with some of them uh, what is there something i'm missing about uh that dude in the fifth book the heart man puri puri whatever prison guy yeah he like what is that god i really like i like him but he's i i, I think charitably problematic <laughs> charitably okay yeah like i i like him just because he's big and tough and awesome and like He's a little bit of a magical girl trope, you know, he's a little like Sailor Moon, you know, he's mm-hmm. a little bit of that, but he's a big buff dude and Japanese people in general, like a, it's a little bit like, um, like Lucha Exotico, you know, mm-hmm. that he is, um, what's the word? I totally had it in my head, uh, a while ago. And all I can think of is uh, the Japanese word for C-word, because it sounds similar. Okama is what it is. There's an Okama in um, One Piece. And he's shown as a positive character as well. It's not like he's shown badly, but it's still very stereotypical of someone who is like... I mean, it's almost like a non-binary gender. It's almost... Like, a, just a very flamboyant gay man. Like, I just, I don't know. All the all the rape jokes that are involved, prison rape jokes in particular, I'm not a fan of all that stuff. Like, but I don't know. The core idea of him and his character design, I like all of that stuff. There's just some of that mess that kind of turns my stomach. Yeah, it was that. Did that enlighten you on? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. I was curious if there's something behind it that I don't get. You know, if there's something more, if he's more than just a stereotype or if there is, you know, no, he's cultural. A, 
things he's, that are he's, informing he's him. He's like a magical girl Okama with a a prison theme. Yeah, that's. I think that's the thing that threw me off. I'm like prison. Like what? what? Yeah. Well, I mean they they have is they have. There's more backstory in this than there was in the anime. I learned more about his backstory in this. Right. Because it it shows his his prison mob kind of but it's it's yucky i don't like it because i can recognize a lot of the most of the other character types i can recognize with what they're what they draw from yeah you know when uh characters like uh, uh bang or uh the ninja <laughs> the dude yeah. that keeps he declares one punch man is arch enemy for whatever reason like those are easy to recognize you know that, that mm-hmm. like those aren't those are kind of universal yeah it's and like when but when you get to that character or like um like the dude with a bicycle or see he's got less of a role um he had a a lot of meat to his story in the anime leading up to this battle with the deep sea king um and he was great because he was very much like he was all heart, you know, mm-hmm. that he, he basically he was just a nobody. He's just a dude who's like a little athletic that bicycles places. And I love that it does explain the pun or the, the, the joke. And it's a joke on common writer, but he's Moomin writer and Moomin means I don't have a license, oh, which I think okay. is a great joke. I <sighs> I honestly, that's the that's my favorite thing is when manga explains jokes. I really do <laughs> love that because, like, I get to learn things. I get to learn puns in other languages. It's so wonderful. Um, but he he they really there was not a lot of it in here and they beefed it up a lot. You know, they beefed up his backstory and they they really thickened his part. Because he's just, he's a very, very everyman character. And he, like, goes out of his way and suffers a lot to try his best, even though he's going to fail. And it's just a very Japanese thing. I, I Someone once translated a phrase from Japanese to me that was, pull the arrow against God. And I might have even said that in, in other you know, manga that we've read, but it's just this idea like you're going to lose, you know, like you're, you, it is impossible for you to win, but you know, still fuck you. I ain't going to do what you tell me. And you, you, you try anyway. Right. Um, it's, that's, that's, that's a very Japanese sentiment. You know, it's, it's very culturally relevant to them. Right. I, I have a question for you, Eric. For sure. And I don't know if this was intended, uh, in like intended as like social commentary or not, or if it's just incidental. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. Again, this is because this book's a little bit older uh, than you know it came out year a few years ago. Hammerhead and his group, the Paradisers. Yes. And they are boldly for, I don't, maybe it's just because it's topical, uh, mm-hmm. boldly proclaiming that society is corrupt, uh, and rich people are, get fat while 
poor people die uh and they have to work and then it's explained that oh they're he just started the group because he's lazy and didn't want to get a job and then and and there's a bit i think where one punch man where is where sediment is like well yeah you just have to i just did the work and i got better and i or something like that and i'm like is it is this is it critiquing lazy people is that what it, or is it I saying believe, that- i believe there's a lot of critiquing the so-called lazy because uh i'm gonna send you this panel and then i will describe it because this is this is radio mm-hmm. um this this guy has heel face he does he's he he's this is the this is the character who shows up and he's the obvious bad guy because he's ugly um after saitama kills the deep sea king and in the anime he had, he had this voice it's real snivelly mm-hmm. but on his shirt it says neat do you know what neat means uh not the way that it is spelled i do not know n-e-e-t i believe that this is this might even be a more of a cultural meme in asia because seeing it here is strange and i've only other heard asians use it even though these are all these are four english words it means not an education um uh not an education employment or training and i think this is saying something about this guy because there were characters like like earlier in this same story in i'm not going to go find it but there's like a kid who's wearing a shirt that says gaki which means kid and there is his dad and his shirt says oyaji which means old man there i mean it literally the very first book the very it's, first says it, school child school yes. child on it and i laughed yes. i laughed at that well, I, mean, I thought that was and funny this, this guy he's the whiny like i don't work guy okay. i don't work i'm not in education i'm not training um so yeah there's there's clearly um there's clearly a pull yourself up by your bootstraps sort of undertone to this story. Um, I think that it's Japan ain't like us. <laughs> their their uh, their their CEOs um, don't make like hundreds of thousands of times more than than their employees. They're it- they're a little bit different and and. To be perfectly frank, they all work too much. They're insane. They 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 work until it wrecks their health and their birth rate goes from um what is it? I don't know if it's one or two that that is the notation they use for like keeps the population stable, but whatever it is, it's way less than it's like half or something. Because everyone is just ruining their life by by working 12 to 15 hours a day 1.3 is the lowest low fertility is at 1.3 mm-hmm. so that that would mean that 2.0 means that two people have two children and that keeps the population stable it's dropping in the united states too yeah there's a lot of, across basically all developed countries uh yes it, it has been dropping um i i think that undertone also kind of struck me strangely where it, you know it felt like it, it could be a you could use one punch man as a like a metaphor for mm-hmm. that where he is like 
you know, he trained for a few years and now he's does everything like any superhero stuff is effortless to him. But he, he we don't see him work in any other way. He never he's just laying yeah. around and like going he's to the lacing around. He yeah. just goes to the store once in a while and like reads manga. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's not like we see him in the gym six hours every day. No. And I, I wanted to I thought like, oh, are they going to is that going to be another aspect of this? Is that going to be another aspect of like one punch man's like, well, I don't know why I don't need to work that much. Like, why does it matter? I get I show up for a little bit. I get the job done and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought like, well, that's a, that'd be a way you could you don't have to make the whole comic about that. But you could use that as like an entry point into like a little a note somewhere. But instead, Hammerhead is just a comic hole idiot uh mm-hmm. who's like oh i was lazy so i started a super group who fights people and whatever and yeah like, he like, started the the super the super communists yeah and my I, skull is thick <laughs> yeah so as i think i was just very much like uh okay. yeah no i i mean i i agree with you um but just keep in mind that this is this is this is from a country where people are working themselves to death and they get hammered at their office parties yeah. to blow off steam. And they have to. Yeah. Uh it I don't know. It's I mean I I think that's it's it speaks to a larger of there are you know, when you're ever whenever you read anything that is parody or deconstruction or satire from a different country, if it is wherever it's from there is going to be that layer of obfuscation uh, because it there, when I read American satire or even Western British or other, you know, Western countries, English speaking countries, I have, a, you know, I am a better understanding of their culture and it's much easier to understand the work and what they are making fun of. But when I'm reading something that's Japanese or French or whatever, it is going to be a little bit hard to understand because they are they are looking at it through their own cultural lens you know they're and this is using a lot of manga and, and anime tropes but it on top of that which you know i've read some manga i've read i've watched some anime but on top of that there is japanese cultural stuff that socialization stuff that i'm maybe aware of obtusely like i know yes i know Jap- the japanese salary man i know that tr- that that stereotype but i don't know if there is you know, when this whole book is very critical of a lot of these tropes, then boldly accepts, no, you should probably work hard and pull yourself up by straps kind of feeling. It feels very strange to me. There's a very, there is again that I mentioned it on the, the, in floppies dissonance there where I go, but aren't you arguing the other thing with your, isn't this character the opposite? Isn't this character very, um, cause one punch man is kind of a, um what's the right word um he's kind of a man uh i have no idea what word you're reaching for yeah i don't either that's the problem he's he's a you know he's an outlier he's a he is Mm -hmm. a yes It, it that's the thing is it makes zero sense that he is what he is and that is the thing that the tone of the manga is a little different than the anime Mm-hmm. In the anime, you get a sense that, oh, maybe there's something else that he doesn't know about. And in this, it feels very definitive that it's like, yeah, that's that's it. That's all I did. And that's what you need to do. And I guess just kind of shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> you know, it's 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 very prescriptive and then not yeah. and not descriptive. And I think a, a lot of a lot of artists uh, identify with this because I mean, I mean, with with a lot of stuff like this, yeah, there's natural talent that some people are going to have, but a lot of it is just shutting up and doing the work. You know, it's I don't know, it's it's not a thing that I really focused on. You know, right? Because I, I, it's it's there. Um, Hammerhead is in the anime. He's in half of one episode, and he's basically a gag yeah. to introduce Sonic, who is in a couple of episodes later. You know, to to be the 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 super strong, uh, sleek, pretty yaoi boy. Um, I was gonna say, very pretty you're boy. Say what? He's a very pretty. Yeah, boy. that's the that's his that's his trope. He's he's a, one of a million guys. You know, <laughs> you see it in. I mean, not just in. It's bled over into American stuff now, but it was a very prominent trope in um, in, in in manga and anime for decades. Right. You know the the pretty effeminate. Um, it is interesting that they're almost entirely uh, villains, like super-powered, effeminate villains. Um, but, I mean, the effeminate villain, that's a that's a well-established trope in Western stuff, too. Yes. That's, that's specifically that's... the guy that Sonic is. I don't know what his name is. In, I think they, they do say Sonic, but I don't know what speed-o sound because it's translated ex- I I just didn't listen for it in the anime. I have no idea what his name actually is. If they if they actually are saying speed o sound Sonicu, then it's it's a hot pile of trash the way that they're abbreviating it. On Soko no Sonicu? I don't even I'm not not that's I'm what, not even gonna try. I'm reading the translation on Wikipedia. Oh, what does it say? It says on Soku no Sonicu. I don't know what Onsoku means, but it sounds like it's it could be a loan word, but it probably is. But they're they're doing something with the Soku and Sonicu. That's the that's the joke. And they translated as speedo sound. Because sound sonic. I don't know. It's weird. It's on Soku is literally the speed of sound. Yeah, I figured that's what so, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I mean, I I think that's the other thing. I I think I'm you know when it when it came to like oh like a character called the Vaccine Man like the first one is just like mm-hmm. oh you have destroyed the environment and I have I am here to eradicate humanity and bring it back to Earth back to you know like that or like some like uh, those all the animal creatures like those are very mm-hmm. easily recognizable tropes. Those are mm-hmm. easily recognizable superhero shonen tropes and i'm just like okay that's mosquito girl and carnage kabuto and mm-hmm. st- just that's this that stupidity i i found those like i think those the more broader things i found more enjoyable than i think when it gets further sure. into the weeds of uh heroes and all the i mean hammerheads just not as enjoyable and nah. but i do think i do think that the I do find the heroes, um, this was before, really, at least for me, me experiencing it. I would have to look up the dates, and that's a thing 
if you want to if you want to google when it came out in relation to uh, my hero academia they might be contemporary one might be before the other but you know i think it's still a very interesting exploration into the japanese current obsession with western superheroes mm-hmm. um and it does it has a lot of that same dna of like all the various like fucking superheroes like their instagram influencers and like all that bullshit all the all the grading mm-hmm. you know yes my Hero Academia um, comes out comes out a little bit after, uh, certainly for after the the manga. Uh, My Hero doesn't yeah. doesn't start till twenty fourteen, and the anime doesn't start till twenty sixteen. Yeah. The One Punch Man anime is twenty fifteen, and the uh, the one the original web comics two thousand nine. So there's, you know. I'm willing to believe that One Punch Man inspired My Hero Academia. Well, I'm sure that I'm sure that they are aware of it at least. Yeah. You know, I don't care i like my hero a lot no my hero is um, great I, and i and i love this i i want to i want to see the anime of one punch man i want to see what it it's very good yeah and i i love it's the thing where like i love it like i love it for the subversion and i also love it because it does the tropes really well and that stupid shit works you know, like I like it. Like I get genuinely excited at the ending of season one. Like it's a very exciting thing. I think the the comparison to Orange Cassidy is pretty apt because, you know, having him come out and throw a monkey wrench in all the very serious wrestling stuff that's happening and then having him flip the switch and be serious and have a serious wrestling match with Pac or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. Pac. This is kind of the same thing that it's interesting, you know, seeing everyone get worked up. I, I genuinely enjoy, I mean, I love, I love the character designs. It feels, everything does feel a little bit like a Malto meal version, but like there's real, I mean, in in the same way that like Eraserhead is kind of like on some levels, like this guy is fucking stupid, you know. But then like you see him in the story, and like oh, this guy's awesome. That One Punch Man is like feels like the exact same thing. It's just insane. God, it's so violent. When when he kills the when he swats the uh, the the mosquito girl a skyscraper gets covered in her blood it was ridiculous jesus christ it's in no it's bananas and the whole thing is just full of that the scene where he kills the uh the lion guy is obviously very gruesome in the manga but it's like it's a whole different thing it's a horse of a different color to see it in like full color you know it's gory it's i don't know i i enjoy it for that it makes it more ridiculous you know it really is like this guy just got the cheat codes for the world that he's in mm-hmm. god mode yeah he got he got god mode that's the american American. whenever 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 an american creator decides they're just gonna do this exact same idea that's what they're gonna they're just gonna have it some gamer yeah is gonna it's unlock gonna be, god mode well 
that's a that's a did you know that's a whole genre of of manga and anime no god oh no that that's i mean it started years ago i can't remember the exact one that came out in the 90s it's i mean people would laugh at me about this because it's very well established but it's called isekai and it is literally about people like falling out of their humdrum life and they're they're nerdy gamer people and then they become characters in a video game and they're very successful at it because of their mad gamer skills that's literally a whole genre with dozens of entries Okay. I mean, that makes sense. I've, I mean, I've read fiction that's, that, that uses yeah. that same trope. I did not realize there was a specific honor for it. Yeah. Ready Player One is an isekai. Yeah, I was going to say. Sure. There's, there's... <laughs> I still like Ready Player One. It's, it is, there are a lot of things that are bad that are, that are worth watching. Well, I'm not going to watch the movie. <laughs> it's, I, it, I, I never realized this, uh, but mm-hmm. the dude who plays uh mr ready mr one i forget i don't know mm-hmm. that character's name i don't know his, i don't remember his name either but and i've read the book twice the character who plays him also plays young cyclops in all the the newer x-men films uh-huh and it is very apparent that they knew that in the movie that the kid would have goggles on the entire time mm-hmm. they would cut back to him wearing goggles over and That's over funny. and over again. So they just pick really the guy who always wore goggles in his part. He's like, who? What's a young actor that he has good a good chin and lips? He's got a, he's got a good he's got a good good goggle face. A good goggle face. We need to cast him. So they just cast the, the Cyclops kid. I thought that was very funny. Um, One Punch Man. I I like I my critiques aside I I thoroughly enjoyed it it was a lot of fun I think I think that's the thing that I like that much about it is that it does evoke thought about it's not just like it's it's smarter than a Mm -hmm. normal just dumb comedy book whatever it would be it reminded me of next wave a lot in a lot of ways uh particularly early on I I had very a lot of next wave thoughts of the silliness combined with like big superhero action and it take itself very seriously, even though it's not very, it's not serious. It's that, that combination of both of those things happening at the same time. Um, I don't know. It was a, it's a really good fun book. I'm going to watch the, go watch that anime at some point. It makes me, good. makes me interested in mob psycho as well, considering that you told me that all mob is mob is good. I think I think the second season is better than the first, but it's, they're all very very good. Um, I, I would I mean I would even say second season is head and shoulders over the first one. I liked the first season. I loved the second season. I do think it's interesting that this guy just calls himself one. It's a it's a I don't know. It's a alter ego. It's a pseudonym. It's yeah, pseudonym. and then it's it. Those things carry more weight, I think, in a, to a Japanese reader's ear. Um, I don't even, I don't know. I assume they would know what one means, and if they would pronounce it, I guess they would. One, I, I don't know. It, they pronounce it pretty. It, it fits the Japanese phonetics pretty well. Um, but I don't want to call him one. It sounds dumb. <laughs> I don't know. They that stuff a lot of stuff sounds good to their ear 
like Metal Knight's name is Bofoy, and that sounds so stupid. It's just the dumbest name I've ever heard. It's not a good and, name. No, it's a terrible name, but it probably sounds fine to Japanese people. I mean, Akuma's name in Street Fighter is Goki. That's a terrible sounding name. Apparently, it sounds really badass to Japanese people. <laughs> sounds stupid to me. Is there anything else you want to say about One Punch Man? You should you should watch it or read it. It's lovely. Yeah, if, uh, if you're listening out there, you haven't taken it. You should. It's good. We recommend it. Um, our next next book for in two weeks' time, we are going to be reading and discussing Dark Knight's Metal, which we wish was a deconstruction of bad western comics but it's not yeah six issue miniseries about batman hunting down the, the bat, evil batman in the dark multiverse including the batman who laughs mm-hmm. everyone's favorite our favorite character uh this this book gave birth to him this is responsible for the batman who laughs it is by scott snyder and greg capullo who we previously read all his all their batman this is more of that but now we get Superman and Wonder Woman and all the Justice League fighting all these terrible Batmen. Seven evil Batman. <sighs> Can't wait. Can't wait. That'll be next time you guys can read along with us if you like. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Uh, you can find us online at handsomeboyscomicsour.com. has links to all of our social media, Facebook and Twitter in our rss feed uh you if you like the show give us a good review on apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you use subscribe tell your friends all those things help us out help us find new listeners we obviously appreciate it we appreciate everyone who takes the time you can find me online on twitter at robbie dorman and my website is robbie which includes links to all my other podcasts and my horror novels there are four of them the newest novel is the split circle story of an ex- exiled American trapped in a small Eastern European town and must investigate a soccer death cult. Uh, I think that's everything for me. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? You can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com and see many of the other things I get up to at ericzgoodnight.com. That includes Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, uh, where I'm known on all three services as Easy Goodnight. And with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one.